0: Hey guys, I just wanted to say happy early new year, happy 2021. I can't believe 2020 is basically over. I can't say thank you enough for supporting my show, sharing my show you know, messaging me on social media, letting me know how much you guys love this show. And I'm so excited for what's coming in 2021. I have some amazing guests and I just cannot wait to share them with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all of your support, sending you guys so much love and good vibes and great intentions and blessings and just all the love and light and positivity for 2021. And hope you guys have a great one. I will see you in 2021. Hi, loves. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I am so beyond excited for today's guest. She is a comedian, a creator, an author, a speaker, a podcaster, and a mom of two. And I'm sure you guys know her. She has an incredible following, an incredible book. I find her so inspiring, and I was so excited to have her on today. Welcome, Tiffany Jenkins. Woohoo!
1: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: You're welcome. I am so excited to have you. I was telling you before we started recording, I am truly inspired by so much of what you have done and are doing. And I just think like it is so cool to see you wear all these hats, do all the things, and be a mom, and be successful as you, as Tiffany Jenkins. Like I think that is so inspiring for a new mom of two like myself.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. It doesn't look pretty all the time, but it somehow it gets done.
0: Well, I, I, you know, that's what I also love about you is that you're very real about that. And I think that, you know, when I became a mom, I came from such like a glamorous world of celebrity styling and, you know, celebrities and all this and that. And it was hard for me because I had this kind of like fake reality of what my life was going to look like when I had the girls. And I appreciate women like you that are like, hey, it's not pretty, but like we get it done.
1: Yeah. That's what's made me want to start all this actually. And I know it sounds super cliche, but like when I first had my kids, I, I would look to the internet for like inspiration and like to see how other people were doing and everybody looked like great. Like they were fine and I was dying inside. And so I was like, either they're lying or I really need to get my life together. So I started making videos and I realized that they were lying and that, (laughs) everybody was struggling
0: well and thank you for saying that because I I, you know I really appreciate that honesty because I did the same thing I looked you know right to social media like right to everything online and I was like why do these moms First off, like for me, you know, I had, you know, a very dramatic, you know, first birth and C-section in the whole nine yards. And so I didn't expect any of that because like nobody prepares you for that. And so my body was not where I wanted it to be. And I barely could like get it together. I definitely didn't quote unquote bounce back. And so I would look at all these women and like no shade. They look great. But I'd be like, oh my gosh, how the hell do they look like that eight days after having a baby and they're back right. in their teens and they're out with their red lipstick and they're running around. I'm like, I am still in bed losing my shit, barely can breastfeed, like- what is this? So I love that you said, like, you realized that you were like, literally struggling too. And we're like, okay, what the hell is going on? And then your inspiration came out of that. So like, speak to more of that, like, because you have had such an incredible career and everything you've done. Like, so what was like that first moment when you decided to kind of create content and you had that aha moment of like, not only people were lying, but like, Hey, I actually have something to share here.
1: Yeah, when I, I didn't realize there was such a thing as like, like creating content as a job. I, I didn't realize that. And so when I first started, I just, I started writing because I totally thought I was going to be a blogger. And I would write about, I I had postpartum depression really bad after my second kid was born. And it was like, I didn't want to be her mom anymore. It was horrible. And so I, I, put this story out there more as like a therapeutic outlet for me to process it. And I was amazed at the reception, like the way that people accepted me despite this secret that I had been carrying for so long. And that was when I realized I could maybe be honest about some of this stuff and people will still be okay with me. And when I started talking about my past with addiction is when the page really started taking off, um, because I think when I first started doing this, there was a huge stigma around addicts and things like that. And so I I just put my face out there with my story and people really gravitated towards it. But like you, my kids were super close in age. My kids were 16 months apart and it's tough having a toddler and a newborn and I I was really I was I was struggling bad trying to balance. I joined this group called 2 under 2 on Facebook though and it was super helpful. It really helped me a lot.
0: Ooh, that's good to know. I'll have to ch- check that out. Well, first off, you know, thank you for being really honest um and authentic about going through a postpartum depression with your second. I went through that with Amelia my first and it was the same. I felt like I was mourning the death of myself. I really struggled. I I actually struggled more with myself. I was really wanting to be like so present to her but so much so to the detriment of my own self and so I couldn't even do anything for me. I couldn't go out and do like a stupid run for five minutes because I couldn't be away from her. It was like actually the exact opposite for me in in that respect but still the same feeling in that I was suffocating. I couldn't breathe and I literally felt like I was mourning the death myself. That's actually how this podcast was born. It used to be called Stripped Down with Ali Levine because it was all about being stripped down my complete vulnerable self and not knowing who I was. And then like anything else in life, everything else took off and it was like, Oh, it became everything. And so why not change it to everything without it?
1: Right. That makes sense. I, I think it's interesting how people who have been through some stuff, um, that dark time is a, can be a springboard into something wonderful that helps other people.
0: Oh my god i anyone that's listening <laughs> as we've gone through the show write that down And a, a dark moment can be a, you know a springboard to bring you towards you know something new and beautiful and the light i think that's such a good message especially for right now the shit show of 2020 i, I think uh-huh. that is you know I, I think that's such a good message because i've been saying that to my friends too i'm like look i get it like i'm i have my moments too and it you know it can be hard but there, there is like, if you really dig for it, there are kind of like these blessings and gifts in between everything that we're going through. And this is a very learning time. And when you were speaking to, you know, your addiction and everything, when you started opening up and sharing about that as well, what did you come to find? And like, was it hard for you to share and be that vulnerable? Because obviously, you know, you have an incredible book and bestseller from it and everything, but like, what was that like to actually choose to share that? Like, take us back to that.
1: I, I, if I had, I like dipped my toes in the water at first and I was just met with love. Had I started writing and putting myself out there and people been hateful and mean and nasty and negative, I would have just recoiled. I would have stopped right then and there. But because I was met with understanding and love and no judgment, it allowed me to be honest. And the first thing that I learned was, um, Sometimes we don't give people enough credit. There's so many wonderful and empathetic human beings out there. And those are the people who I'm concerned with surrounding myself with. Those are the people I want to talk to. And so the more honest I was about my past, the more people would send me emails and say, I just want to thank you for saying that because I've spent my whole life feeling crazy. And it wasn't until I read your thing that I realized that I wasn't alone. And that was the most inspiring thing because I spent my whole life feeling weird and awkward and out of place and anxious and depressed. And to find out that all of these things have names and that so many people are experiencing it as well for the first time in my life, fate made me feel okay with who I was without needing to numb it with drugs. So I started really accepting myself because of other people.
0: Wow, that's so powerful. And I love that, you know, like you said, like, you know, you just got, outpouring support and people saying that they could relate to you you know when I shared my postpartum depression it was very similar I at first I did actually get some hate and I had a lot of people just, just because my space was like you know very glam very celeb very this for that. people were like what the fuck is she posting like it was very you know like not a brand if you will and right. of course I lost following and whatever and, and that was hard to swallow but then It was amazing that like similar to you like a lot of people rallied around me and all these new people came and they became my people and my new season and it was like holy crap I'm not only helping myself but I'm helping them too because they're telling me that they felt the same or they didn't know they felt that and now I gave them permission to feel that and so I think that's such a cool part of social media because of course like you have such a huge following and I'm sure you've seen you know the beauty parts of social and the ugly parts like how do you, no pun intended, juggle that with your brand and your career?
1: It's weird because there's so much outside pressure and invisible pressure that I put on myself. Um, things change and I I find myself constantly thinking, oh, maybe I need to adapt to the way that things are going. Maybe now this is what people are doing, so I have to do this, but it goes back to like being genuine. If you're 100% like authentic and who you are, then the right people will find you. Whenever I find myself starting to say, oh, well, maybe I need to buy nicer outfits or put more effort into looking more beautiful so that I can maybe expand to having more guys follow me because they're attracted to me and stuff like that. I have to remind myself like, girl, what are you, who cares? Like that's not who is meant to be in your circle. And it's really... Something that I have found is that I don't ever have to pretend to be something that I'm not, and people still stick around. And that's when I'm living in my purpose. It's not when I'm pretending to be something to get more followers. It's when I'm just me and people are still here that I feel like I can go to bed at night and be like, okay, this is a wonderful life.
0: I love that you said living your purpose. I think that, like again, I've learned in this time of 2020 and becoming a mom of two, like. I also, it's funny, like have been, I feel like before my girls, I was searching so much of like, what is that? And like, I thought I was living my purpose in a lot of different ways. And maybe I was for, for the moment, but now that I'm a mom of two, and now that I've gone through that postpartum depression and everything else, I have also had those moments of, I'm like, wow, the more I share authentically me, the more. I feel aligned with who I am, but also like the people that are around me. And I love that you said like, you know, it's like that kind of invisible pressure and you had those moments where you'll be writing something and you catch yourself and you're like, oh wait, no, that's not the message or that's not what really is me. And I've had so many of those moments and I appreciate you being like vulnerable about that invisible pressure and sharing that because I think you're right. It's like content creation is so much fun, but it is also such a job and there is so much that goes, into it that like we do put invisible pressure on ourselves when it comes to this content space?
1: Yeah, because tr- you want to stay relevant. You want to continue entertaining people. And sometimes, well, for me, sometimes I don't have ideas. Sometimes I don't feel creative. Sometimes I don't have anything to produce. And when you're job has become making people laugh and feel inspired but you yourself don't feel funny or inspired then you're in this weird position of like who the heck am i now if i don't have this and it's exhausting and so i have found that when my cup is full and when i'm being kind to myself and taking as many naps as i need to and being gentle and doing what makes me happy then the creativity comes out it's not when i force it
0: oh i love that i and you know it's a message i need to take for myself because I've had moments, especially during this, where I've just had to have no creativity and I've tried to force myself and I can't. I just sit there and I'm like, uh, and it's literally just like a fuzzy brain. Like I just can't get anything out and I like get mad at myself. I'm like, oh, I need to create something. I need to post. But thank you for that permission. It's like anyone listening that is in the content creation space or really just in any workspace where like you have to kind of quote unquote turn on. If you're not feeling that inspiration, if you're not able to get into it, like it's okay. And like Tiffany just said, like go back to like, are you, you know, full? Are you happy? Are you content? So you can pour out to others. And I love that you said that about making sure you have a full cup. It's like so funny because when people used to say that to me, I used to laugh and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's like, oh no, I get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And as soon as I said it, I'm like, ugh, that's so cliche. People probably tune out as soon as they hear it because these days, and no shade to anybody, but I feel like these words get thrown out all the time. Find your purpose, fill your cup, self-care. And it's like, that in itself is a whole shit, crap ton of pressure. Like somebody's sitting at home and they're like, oh my God, I don't know my purpose. <clears throat> but in order to be happy, I have to find this purpose. And they start looking under couch cushions and like stressing themselves out. <laughs> and, and it's like, uh, so I have to, I try to be careful when I use that. And the truth is like, I get drained. I get drained when I'm around a lot of people. I get drained when I'm in conversations that don't excite me. And I need to recharge my batteries. And to me, that's the same as making sure your cup is full, especially as a parent. Like, I'm no good to my kids if my fuse is a millimeter long and I haven't taken that time for myself to decompress. I'm just going to snap and be mean and ugly to them. And then I'm going to feel guilty about it. So making sure that my brain is all right is the number one most important thing. Um, And I do – you have to balance it, you know?
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. So true. And can I just tell you, for me personally, I hate the word balance because I just, like – every time I hear it, I feel like I'm putting like a negative connotation. I can never like even out the scales or feel like I'm ever in a, like that kind of, you know, oh, this is happening. And then that's happening. So for me, I'm like, I love, you know, juggle and synergy and harmony. Cause I'm like, I, the balance for me is just all over the place.
1: Yeah. And I totally get that too. And when I was saying balance, I meant sometimes what I do is I get into these episodes where I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to lay around. I'm recharging my batteries. I'm going to eat all this ice cream. I'm going to nap. I'm going to feel bad for myself. I'm going to throw myself a pity party because I need to make sure that I'm okay. And I have to, like, make sure that the pendulum doesn't swing too far to one side. And it's like taking care of myself, but not going too far, because with my depression, what happens is if I attempt to take care of myself and I lay in bed for an entire day, then I don't want to get up the next day. And then before I know it, I'm just like staring at the ceiling. Like who am I? I don't know who I am anymore. And so just being in tune with myself really helps me to recognize um, when I'm getting too far the other side. Yeah. I think that's another
0: like great like message and also just inspiring for myself because it's like, you just said, you know, you allow yourself to have that pity party. You allow yourself to have that moment and say, you know what? I need to sit here and eat some ice cream. I need to just veg out and do nothing. And I feel like I have to keep reminding myself of this too, especially right now is like rest is just as productive as like
1: actually being productive and being creative. Oh yeah. I, yes. I just saw something that said, there's a difference between being busy and being productive. Mm. Yeah. And that really sat with me because I will run around my house. Like I'm supposed to be doing something. I have to be doing something. I have to accomplish something. And it's like, I'm not accomplishing anything because I'm too busy stressing about what I'm supposed to be doing. So sometimes just being still is so important.
0: Yes. I, another, like seriously, another great message, write that down for anyone being still is is still like so important other than other things, because it's true. It's like, and I've learned too, the more like still I allow myself or the more I allow myself to just be even in very short moments, the more all of a sudden, like how you were saying, like you, you know, you connect back to like your purpose, you know, your, your, your self, your alignment. And you're like, Oh, okay. This is what I was doing. Or this is the message I wanted to say, or, Oh, this is what I wanted to work on. All of a sudden the creative juices start again.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So when you were saying, you know, you allow yourself to rest and you like have that pity party and this and that, when you're looking to like, I hate the buzz of self-care, but like self-love and like <laughs> loving on yourself and, you know, making sure, like you said, you pour into that, you know, full cup, what does that look like for you?
1: So it depends. Sometimes it's just literally lighting candles and laying in a hot bath and playing Candy Crush. Um, <laughs> And sometimes it's doing something that tomorrow Tiffany will be grateful for. Like I'm a total procrastinator and sometimes my self-care looks like laying the kids' clothes out the night before so that the next morning I'm not going crazy or um, meal prepping food and lunches for the next day so that I'm not a psychopath in the morning when we're running late. It just depends on where I'm at mentally that week, what my self-care looks like.
0: Totally. Well, I think that's another, you know, great message, you know, for anyone, but especially moms, it's like, it's self care isn't in one shape or form, like you just described. And it just depends on like, again, what you're doing and like how you're ebbing and flowing and what's going on that it like matches up with what's happening. And I've had to learn that too. Like, I'm like, I used to think for me, it was like, had to be about pampering or this or that. Now I'm like, oh no, if I get to just like lay on the couch and be a zombie and, you know, scroll through my phone aimlessly doing nothing, like that's sometimes self-care, self-love too. I'm doing nothing.
1: Yeah. If that makes you feel better, totally go for it. But there's times where I try that as a self-care and then I end up feeling guilty after, um, because I feel like I wasn't, you know, accomplishing something that I wanted to accomplish. And it's on those days that I try to do something. Am I... Oh my gosh! Is that a baby?
0: Yeah, my husband, my husband just brought her. Real mom, like my husband just brought her in because he's getting kind of work calls, so she's
1: <laughs> she's
0: oh like to you and cooing.
1: <laughs> oh, that is like music to my ears. I cried the other day because my youngest is gonna be five in January, and I'm like, holy crap, dude. I, it's, my kids, like, don't, they need me, but they don't, like, need me, need me. It's to the point where I can leave them in another room and not worry about them putting weird stuff in their mouth or running <laughs> off the balcony. Aww.
0: And, yeah, so five, and what's the other one?
1: Uh, Six. Okay, yeah. And so, I, go ahead.
0: No, 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 go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, we were talking about how, like, it's so tough when they're both you know, close in age or that young. And something that really helped me, I'm sure you've already discovered this, but I was having trouble like figuring out, like I would have the baby in one arm and then the toddler would be like on the verge of climbing on a desk. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know what to do because she needs to be fed, but he needs to be changed. And somebody in that group that I was telling you about told me that you have to figure out which is more of an emergency at the moment. Like which is the most important. And for some reason it's so simple, but I carry that through as they've gotten older too. It's like, I get really overwhelmed really easily. How old are your kids?
0: So, um, Arlie, the one you just heard is six months and Amelia is two and a half.
1: Oh my gosh, 6 months, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> the fact that you even have a podcast is admirable to me. Oh, like, thank you. I could never have done it. My, my Chloe was like I, I don't know, like maybe 8 months old when I started writing something like that. Um and things have changed though. You know, I don't write anymore other than books, but like now I just make videos
0: but I think that's so cool because like, I I appreciate you. First off, thank you for the, you know, uh, kind like uh, affirmation of everything because I have moments where I'm like, oh, am I crazy? But I enjoy this and I love it. Oh yeah, you agree? Like, (laughs) you know, like I enjoy this and I love it. And I really like, I love connecting with other amazing women and moms. It just gives me such fire and like keep going creative to be able to like share these interviews and have these conversations. So for me, it's like my happy place. It's kind of part of my self-love and self-care. But I I have like I used to blog like every week nonstop. And when I got pregnant with Arlie, like I only blogged like maybe five times the entire pregnancy. And now I still haven't picked it back up. And now I'm revamping my website. And I'm like, okay, I've had to give myself grace and say I don't have the mental capacity or the creative capacity right now to podcast full blown and blog. Maybe at some point when it hits me again. And I want to blog again, I will, but right now I'm not. So I appreciate you sharing that, like, you at some point also came to like, okay, now I'm just going to make videos unless I'm writing a book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's because I think you want to, if you have a creative brain, you want to just create constantly and do all these different things. And I have, I'm notorious for piling stuff on my plate and then publicly being like, okay, guys, sorry about that thing I said I was going to (laughs) do It turns out uh, there's not that many hours in the day, so thanks for your submissions, but I realized <laughs> I can't do it. Sorry about that.
0: I, I mean, hey, it's real life. It's same here, and it's funny, like, I just told my husband last night, I'm like, so I did this poll on my social where I was like, okay, guys, I know everyone, like, needs a little more pick-me-ups and this and that for the holiday season. I want to help. I've been doing giveaways, like literally committing to them like every other day, which has been intense in itself. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to add another thing to my plate. I'm going to drop a new episode every day till Christmas. My husband's like, what are you insane? And so <laughs> and so I've been like dropping them. And I, and like last night I was like editing one. He's like, are you editing? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. So yeah, are we going to hang? And I'm like, yeah, in a bit. And then I'm like, wow, I'm like, this is going to be intense. And he's like, well, oh, yeah, you're dropping one a
1: day. Yeah, I do that all the time. You just get so excited about an idea yeah. and and then you like announce it. And then I was like, wait, I have to do this now. Yeah, exactly.
0: so I have to commit to this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well- <laughs> Thank you about that, by the way, about the, you know, the emergency. It's funny. I have heard that advice actually from another mom friend of mine who is a mom of two and actually now just became a mom of three. And she said to me, she was like, Allie, you have to like realize like, you know, which one like really needs you because they're both gonna feel like they both really need you, especially when they're both screaming or both panicking. She goes, but like really, unless it's actually an emergency, there's one that really doesn't need you as much. And she's like, and usually it's the baby because the baby doesn't realize that you're actually like letting them be, whereas the toddler does. And so I've had to really have a lot of those moments with myself. Even though Arlie's screaming and crying and she's, like, you know, looking at me, like, hello, I want to be fed, Amelia is actually present to knowing, like, I'm not giving her that attention.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's so true. That's so true. Ugh. And, you know, they have these, (laughs) they came out with these, like, headphones or earplugs for moms that, like, muffle the noise. Stop it. That... I swear, because sometimes people get overstimulated. I get overstimulated too, but they, so it's not to like completely block it out, but it like lessens it so that moms aren't so completely overstimulated and snappy. And I think that if like used safely, I think it's genius.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I need to tell my husband, oh, hello, holiday stocking stuffer.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, obviously it's not like put them in and pretend like you don't have kids, but oh. like <laughs> there's like a disclosure Don't right. all the time and pretend you don't have children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I That's, don't hear
1: them. They must right, not I'm, be there.
0: Right. Oh my God. It's so funny. You said that to my husband will probably crack up because my husband, Justin, he does not do well screaming like he's such a good dad and he's so present but he's just he's really sensitive when it comes to really just any noise like if i'm really really high-pitched and loud he's like whoa 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 i know you're excited but like, like, like let's take it down three notches You know, it's like, yeah he's very much like that so it's so uh, funny because he has uh, cancelling headphones that he like uses for like gaming because you know he's one of those and so hello <laughs> and so he like puts those on when arlie gets really intense and he'll be holding her and i'm like I'm like, why are they on? And he's like, well, I'm holding her and soothing her, but like, I just can't hear her screaming in my ears anymore. So I just have to have <laughs> these
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm like your husband and I get real, like loud noises trigger my anxiety so bad. If more than one person's talking at a time or if there's a sudden like drop of a plate or something, it's like really intense. So I totally get where he's coming from. And my husband games too. So I feel you on that. Okay. Sister.
0: So you know, when I say gamer, some people are like, what? My, I have some oh, friends who are like, no, he doesn't do that. And I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, I friggin' I get it.
0: Yeah. My husband's like, like tonight we have like our, you know, quote unquote date night at home. And he's like, so after date night, can I go <laughs> eat? And I'm Like, No.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's so nice that he asks you and doesn't just like I'm like, where's your dad? And then I'll hear you son of a gun, blah, 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 <laughs> cussing. And I'm like, oh, that's where he is. Right, yeah. Oh, right. Now he's in his
0: cave. Yeah, it's my husband too. I mean, he asked because he knows I've requested like date night with him if it wasn't like a request normally like every night like when I have Amelia downstairs and we're playing it before her bedtime he's like okay so I'm gonna leave you here with her on I'll be upstairs and I'm like yeah and you'll be gaming and I got it but then my trade-off is I send her up and I go do my work or do whatever I want to do to be with me and I send her up and he has to put her to bed
1: (laughs) good I love it at least there's a trade-off that's so important and I also love that you guys are doing date nights that is so important too we should. Really try that me and my husband
0: Uh, okay honestly we really haven't been doing them I like you know I've we've been trying it's obviously super hard with quarantine and California and legit ridiculous lockdown and blah 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 and so you know it's been quite the struggle we haven't like been alone per se but Thank God, like, for the most part, the girls do sleep, especially Amelia. So we do get, you know, a few hours together at night if we choose to watch a movie or just have a drink or whatever. Maybe, like, we can have those few hours
1: together and know chances are, for the most part, will be just us. Yeah, and it sounds weird, but in a marriage, you kind of do have to, like, schedule those times, even if it is in the same house. Otherwise you'll just end up on separate ends of the couch just like scrolling or one of you's watching a movie and the other one's doing whatever. So I totally get it. Well,
0: and thanks for saying that because like I didn't realize how much I needed to like actually be present just like really making time because like, as much as he's so good about you know he'll always like he makes dinner and he cooks breakfast and he's like so so we're so present in that respect to each other he's like oh here I made you this or here let's try this yummy whatever which is really sweet but I don't realize that like I don't actually like connect with him and spend the time with him because the girls are around and everything's going on so I've had to start saying to him like okay I haven't really seen you in like a month so that's what yeah. like I haven't spent any time with you so like let's do a date
1: now you know yeah I love that that's like inspiring me to try that. We'll tr- I'll try that.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, we're just doing, literally, I'm getting a ch- like a cheese board delivered, like just to support a local restaurant. And we're just going to sit and watch a movie and just like make it as much of a fun in the house, safe date night. You know what I mean?
1: Like, I love it.
0: I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a work in progress, but, but I'm trying.
1: <laughs> well, cheese board sounds like a dream date. Like you had me at that.
0: Right, I love. Oh my god, I, I love cheese boards. Like they're they're my they're my favorite. And I'm like, I haven't had one in a while. Let's let's do that and just like chill and find hopefully some kind of good silly Christmas movie and just like zen out and like you know <laughs> reconnect, if you will.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, good. I hope it goes well.
0: Thank you. Yeah, watch t- watch tonight. Like Arlie will decide. Like, yeah, I don't want to sleep tonight.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the one night
0: right exactly the, the one night where it's like you know I put her down like she still wakes but she'll go down you know usually between like 7 and seven fifteen and like I know she goes to sleep then I'm like watch she's like laughing and cooing right now I'm like oh are you planning to like be awake <laughs> <laughs> I love it well with your creative content Tiffany when you were saying like you know you create videos and you you know you like you have your creative juices flowing what is that like for you as far as that inspiration like is it like you were saying before, you have to really refuel yourself to be able to keep creating, like, what is it like for you as someone who is not only an incredible content creator, but someone who has a huge following and people really like you can tell, truly look for your working and content and look forward to it. What is that like in the content creation space for you and how do you continue to drive that
1: creative? It was so much easier when I could be out in the real world. Like that's where I get my inspiration is from real situations. (laughs) And since I, I never leave the house anymore, it's so hard to find inspiration. That's why I've been struggling. I think in my contact, it's been lacking a little bit, but also I have this horrendous habit of comparing myself to other creators and looking at the views on their videos and seeing how successful they are. And then I instantly like take it personally as if them being successful means that I'm an unfunny piece of crap for some reason, instead of like us coexisting they're the fact that they're doing well means I'm not good at what I'm doing. And I'm working really hard on breaking that habit because for a million reasons, but um, I don't even remember your question, and I'm no, just saying off, words. I,
0: I appreciate your honesty <laughs> about that because honestly, I have had so many moments of that myself, and I actually saw a quote recently that said, "Comparison is allowing the debt is allowing to to blah, blah, blah. comparison." <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You like that? Comparison is allowing your joy to be stolen from you.
1: Yeah. That's so
0: true. Resonated for me. I was like, "Wow, okay." Like, because I do that too. I like, like, if I haven't posted or I haven't thought of something to create, and I look at someone else's feed, and I'm like, "Oh, I could have made something like that." Oh, yeah, done something like that. And I do. I compare and I shame myself, and I do all these things that I shouldn't do, and I have to like, you know, throw myself out of it and be like, "Okay." but you just didn't have that, you know, capacity creativity that day, or maybe you just weren't meant to share that, like how you were saying in the beginning of the show, you know, your purpose and like, you know, your true gifts and what you align with, like, you know, I feel like too, creativity wise, it does line up. So if you weren't feeling it, then there was a reason like your spirit didn't actually share it.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to also remember, which is kind of, not the greatest way to look at it also but I don't know about you but I don't have like a team it's just me and my husband god love him you know tries to help and stuff but he does he doesn't have any experience in this field so I I often think like man I wonder what life would be like if I could just write or like show up somewhere and not have to worry about the filming and the angles and the editing and stuff but to me that's also where the magic happens, going from a thought in my head to clipping the scenes to create a movie of a moment, you know? So if it's not there, it's not there. And I have to remember that somebody else doing well doesn't mean I'm not at all. It's two completely separate things. And when when I do have inspiration, then I'll create. And if I don't have anything, I just don't have anything. It's not like I'm gonna disappear into the abyss, but for some reason that's a fear of mine, staying relevant.
0: that's a valid fear. And I've had so many of those moments, like, especially when my postpartum depression, you know, really kicked in and I was, you know, on my social and, you know, I chose to sign off for the first two months of my, you know, my Instagram. And I just was like, oh, well, and I, you know, and I remember watching followers fall and engagement fall, but like, I couldn't mentally handle being online and it was like health or social media, you know what I mean? Right. it was, it was a hard decision, but it was the best decision for myself in that time. And I totally understand that. Cause I had the same thought. I was like, well, what if he would just forget about me? Like, what if I just disappear? Like, you know, well, there goes, not just my work, but like also everything I've been working on in my creation and, you know, and, and what you were saying before about like really sharing like your, you know, life purpose and everything and being in alignment with that when I came back and then started to share so much of that, of myself, that was where my magic happened. And it was like, oh my gosh, the following grew and like, oh, actual people were reaching out to me way more and the community and this and that. And it was like, oh, okay. So taking that time away and then actually kind of finding myself again and getting lost and recreating myself, like now, wow, like look where I am. And like, I didn't expect this, you know? So I think it's like such a good message that you just shared about, like when you don't have the capacity to create, you just don't. And like when you do, it's in flow because you're feeling it and you're just working from that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I think that you're such like a beyond inspiring woman and mom. And so I just want to say like, I'm sure for you, of course, like anyone else, you have your moments, but I think you're absolutely killing it. And like you
1: inspire me. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I, um, I have to remind myself as I'm sure you do often, the reason why I started and not let my ego get in the way, which is difficult, but it's a daily reminder. When I do something, I'm like, am I acting out of ego or out of genuinely trying to help people? And that allows me to see where I'm at and what I need to do that day.
0: Oh my gosh. I literally just got tingles and chills. That just struck such a chord because it's so true. Like I, I love, write that anyone listening, write that down. Like but check your ego, like really work from source and yourself and your own purpose and everything you're doing, serving others. And because it's so true, it's so easy, especially with what we see and what we compare to get trapped in your ego and be like, oh, but I just need to do this. Or, oh, I need to feel like I'm doing more or I am more. And it's like, but that's not like you just said, that's not why you created what you did. That's not why you have this amazing, following and everything you've created it's because the fact that you worked from your own source and your own gifts and not actual ego
1: right exactly
0: oh my gosh I just literally got chills I, I, love that. I, I I'm like wow I just that really you know that really resonated and so you know that being said you have this you know amazing Best selling book. You know, before you go, I just want you to like share a little bit with us for those that may want to like pick it up. Could be a great, you know, holiday gift. Like I would just like for you to share a little bit of that journey with, you know, with your um your book and everything.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. The book's pretty graphic. So you'd have to be careful who you give it to. Um, I I battled with addiction for about 10 years and towards the end of it, I got into a relationship with a sheriff's deputy and thinking that would save me. His love would make me want to not do drugs. And I ended up just hiding my addiction from him. And so the book picks up at the day of my arrest and it kind of goes through jail and is slowly revealed throughout the book, the things that I did to lead up to my arrest. And it ends with um, me speaking to pregnant um, addicts at a women's shelter, kind of catching them up to the things that have been going on since I've been clean. And I'm working on my second book now that takes place at the, when I got into the halfway house. And so the book is, it talks about drugs in graphic detail, but a lot of the feedback that I've gotten is that it allows others to understand what the addict in their life who they love might be going through or might be thinking. Cause it's, it's a first-hand account. It reads like fiction, but um, it's real.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, you know, I was reading a little bit about it and I was like, but I think like what you were just saying, like, it's graphic and it's real, but when I was reading about it, what I was gathering too was like that you give others permission to not only, you know, obviously be in a better place and be sober, but also to like find purpose again. Because like the fact that you helped and shared with, you know, all these pregnant women who were addicts, like I feel like that alone is just showing up in such a big way.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm pretty um, honored to be in the position that I'm in because there was a point it was so dark. I wanted to die. I didn't think that a life after addiction was possible and being able to go into these shelters and rehabs and jails and high schools and talk to people and, you know, use that dark time as a bright light to kind of help guide others is, is a gift. And I, I recognize that every day. Oh, I, I'm, I love that.
0: And I love it you said, you know, that you really like found that light and not only just for yourself, but for others, because it's like really at the end of the day, I say this to everybody, like we're all here for each other, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and your book is I, called I, High Achiever, right?
1: Yeah. The incredible true story of one addict's double life.
0: Wow. So powerful. Amazing. Well, Tiffany, I literally could talk to you all day. You're such an inspiration and I love everything you shared here. Before I let you go, is there anything else you'd want to leave us with? Anything that, you know, you want us to know that's coming? You know, any of that, you know, the floor is yours.
1: Literally nothing is coming. Um, I'm not doing <laughs> I just take it at one day at a time. But if you uh, do want to find me, you could just go to jugglingthejenkins.com. And I appreciate this opportunity so much. It was great chatting with you, Allie.
0: Oh my gosh. I was so happy to have you on. And thank you again for being so real. Like the fact that you just said, you're like, nothing is coming and that's okay. I just posted on my stories yesterday. Like if, when you look at people's social and you see them, you know, posting their transformations and their highlight reels and all the things that you know is coming for the end of this year, if all you did was survive, then that's totally okay. Because there are so many of us that just survive. So thank you yes, for seriously, like being such an inspiration for all you share the comedy like you bring honestly it is so inspiring especially to myself as a new mom too so thank you and yes find her at jungling the jenkins and we'll be excited to see your new second book when it does come out
1: awesome thank you so much i appreciate it thank you till
0: next time guys cheers bye thanks for listening to everything with ali levine If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.